now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly... All right, a lot has happened since our last broadcast, Dennis. Uh, I was in the Turks and Caicos for an entire week, uh, living large. And I wasn't. Hey, so it sucks to be you, is what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say that. I kind of set it up for you. Right. Well, suck it, loser. And uh, that's what you do when you go to a place like the Turks and Caicos and get to dive off a liveaboard dive boat for a week. You know, Dennis and I are both scuba divers. And uh, this time I partook. Uh, I got to take a little perk of uh, of our scuba radio show and lived on a boat for a week. Had to get to the Turks and Caicos first, and I was concerned, especially after our commercial flying excursions to uh, Air Venture and back. Uh, going was a nightmare, and I spent eight hours in the in the Orlando airport waiting for my flight to sync up with Dennis out to Air Venture. But I got there. It just took a long, long time. About the same amount of time, probably, as if I would have just rented a car and drove, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, you know, that's all, you know, water under the bridge, and it's all past it. And so, but I will say, I was a little gun-shy for this trip to the Turks and Caicos, because I had to fly, fly from Orlando, Miami, then Turks and Caicos, Providenciales. PLS is the airport. And I was like, gosh, if I get stuck again, I had even shorter layover uh, options available in Miami, but I, I'll tell you what, I got there. Uh, it was American. They got me there on time. No problems, no hassles, uh, landed in Turks and Caicos. Yeah. And I will say, I, you know, I've been there several times over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. This was by far the busiest I have ever seen that airport. Dennis, when was the last time you think you've been to that airport? Figure. Uh, let's see. 2017 i think 2016 okay. yeah i mean uh i think it's been about four years for me and uh first off they're caught in a time warp it hasn't changed one bit but it was like 10 times more crowded with people when i arrived and when i left oh my gosh i couldn't believe the amount of people at the airport they have scheduled all their flights at uh, Providenciales, so all the major airlines and their flights are condensed between like 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. being the latest. So you got this, you know, five, six-hour window, and every airline that services Providenciales, the Turks and Caicos, have two or three flights going back and forth, Delta, American, United, and then God knows who else. And and, And it was very apparent that everybody was maxed out there was not any room to sit down in the in the terminal. Uh, they have a uh, you know they have a like a captain's club, but it's it's not affiliated with any of the American Airlines. And I I don't know what how it even says we're not affiliated with Delta American or United. So you know take a hike. <laughs> don't even bother knocking on the door. But they have some kind of uh, club there. But I think it's pretty small and evidently ultra um, exclusive. 
you got to pay off the bouncer on you to. Yeah, you got to do something. You know, be a I don't know. Uh, you know, offer up some services uh, to you know take back to the states if you know what I'm saying. Maybe it's those kind of things. I don't know. I don't want to start any rumors and innuendo, uh, but it is kind of what we do sometimes. But upstairs, they kind of have this restaurant, and they have a overlook where you can watch the uh, planes come in and take off, and uh, and that's usually a, a you know a little escape. A lot of people don't know you can go up there, but oh my god, everybody and their brother did when I was leaving Turks and Caicos. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe the amount of people there. So you know, is that good? I guess it's good for the economy, sure. Uh, but if you're a traveling maniac, that isn't really what you want to experience if you can avoid it. Now, I lucked out. I got a table. I was traveling with some folks. I was able to sit down. But I saw a lot of people standing because there was no space at PLS. So I, I, I go on this little soapbox rant. Just say, hey, folks, there in the Turks and Caicos, we love your product. We love going there to dive. We love the islands. Uh, there in the in the vicinity and stuff, but oh my gosh, upgrade your airport or something. Do something new. Uh, you know, provide a little bit more service or something. My gosh, it was like nothing has changed. And nice people too, but I don't know. I mean, if they get that many people, you think they're probably raking in enough dough to do an upgrade or two. You think, Dennis? Think it's about time well, for that part of the world? What do you think? It depends. I mean, yeah. They've had it probably a couple of down years here. You know, COVID probably took a hit on their, their right. passenger numbers, and They're so now digging it's starting out of a hole. Back, yeah, could be, could be. I mean, one of the, it wasn't the last time, but right before the last time I went to the Turks and Caicos, uh, I flew private with our buddy Captain Clay, and uh, that was just a dream. I was like, I was watching it. I was like, God, oh, I wish, I wish I was in Clay's plane right now, flying that Saratoga into Turks and Caicos. We wouldn't have to deal with any of this nonsense, all these long lines and and everything. You know, it kind of takes a little bit of the wonder of going to a beautiful Caribbean destination like the Turks and Caicos when you have to deal with all those travel headaches. But uh, you know, I that that is definitely on the list for next time, Dennis. I'll tell you what, you fly. And I'll uh, ride with you. I'd, I'd actually like to do that. <laughs> you and I have done done the discussion about this. You know, Clay right. reached out to us asking, hey, we're interested in flying down there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it wasn't for my day job, I probably would have jumped on it. But, yeah. you know, it, it actually is a relatively easy flight. It's only about three, just over three hours from my house in Fort Myers. So by the time you stop over in Fort Lauderdale and rent a raft, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've only got... What, two and a half hours that you're going over water? And none of the uh, legs would be more than probably 30 minutes over open water because right. you basically are island hopping down the Bahamas chain. That would be a beautiful trip. That'd be a lot of fun, and it was not very long. No, it was a great trip when we did it before. you know. And, uh, and I was talking to some folks on the boat uh, while we were diving, uh, on our service interval, and I said, hey, yeah, last time I came down, I flew private. That was the way I should have came this time, you know, but uh, but our buddy Clay, who, uh, you know, had me fly with him and do that island hop uh, thing, has never invited me since. <laughs> so, what is that? Coincidence. <laughs> I don't know if it had anything to do with the fact that, you know, we got up to about 11,000 feet. And he, he had a satellite phone. I said, wow, you, you, can you actually call from the plane? He goes, yeah, it's my plane. I can do whatever the hell I want. 
He goes, can I call some friends and tell them to suck it? I'm at 11,000 feet. He goes, yeah, go for it. So, you know, an hour later, I'd left about 10 voicemails on my friend's uh, phones. I couldn't get anyone live. But uh, at by I figure at that point, I was driving them a little nuts. You know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> coincidence that he hasn't invited me back? I don't know. Probably. I did talk to him yesterday, though. And I asked him, I said, hey, you know, uh, I love the trip, but can you uh, figure out a way to fly down private again last time, like we did last time so I don't have to deal with all the travel headaches? He goes, yeah, okay, I guess the statute of limitations has expired. You're, you're good to go. And he said his uh, Saratoga is gassed up and ready, too. He's been having some, uh, you know, maintenance issues um last uh i don't know six months or so but he said it's working fine now so that that's on the docket maybe we can make this happen maybe we'll do a like a formation fly with your mooney 201 and his saratoga what do you think i think that'd be a lot of fun we can throw all the gear in his saratoga that's he's right got plenty of space that is a hauler big time oh, that's what we did last family time van truckster of airplanes yeah and it cruises it goes pretty fast that goes faster than your mooney doesn't it or what do you think? Um, or about club about the same? It's going to be yeah. He might be slightly faster. He does. I think he's got the turbocharged airplane. He does. So if he's up high, he's probably going to be over 170 knots. Yes, so, yeah. and with a satellite phone that I'll be on, uh, calling all our friends and leaving obnoxious voicemails. All right, look, uh, we're going to get back on track next on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hi, this is Donna from the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism, Investment, and Aviation. You are listening to Just Plane Radio with Greg, your co-pilot, and Captain Dennis. These guys can dance to the Junker New music like no other. Take it away, boys! This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, and Captain Dennis. We're your crew. And we can junk anew. And actually, you know, that island hop would be much uh, quicker over to the Bahamas, you know. We could just work our way down from uh, the Bahamas down to the Turks and Caicos, Dennis. What do you think? Yeah, we could. That'd be Make a our good. first stop in Bimini with the Hammerheads, then go over to Staniel Key and go uh, go play with the Piggies, and then... Uh yeah, we could make a whole big trip of it. Yeah, do the swimming pigs in the Bahamas, and then uh, in the Turks and Caicos, well, you know, you dive, you hang out, well, we'll do whatever. Have, if we do head over to the Bahamas, though, we're going to have to call our buddy Jimmy, because uh, he has got it on his bucket list to go swim with those pigs. So That's if right. go over there without him, that might not go over well. So yeah. we'll figure some way to figure that in. Yeah, he was bringing that up at AirVenture, wasn't he? He really, he it's on his bucket list. He wants to do something with the swimming pigs of Staniel Key in the Bahamas. Uh, I, I said, we know people with pigs and we can, we can make it happen. Actually, the oh, pigs we, are wild. We actually did actually. make it happen. Do you mm-hmm. remember at the booth, uh, they actually hooked him up with a little plush pig with a uh, Bahamas bandana. So That's right. You know, I don't know if that really counts uh, as, you know, getting the, the Bahamas, Bahamian pigs, but he did get one. Well, he's uh, sleeping with it probably as we speak, you know, all cuddled up, all, you know. Uh, hey, I don't judge. I, I kind of do. He's a little off, but that's <laughs> that's just what he does. I Jimmy think from we Jimmy's all are world. in this yeah. industry, if yeah. you haven't noticed. Uh, okay, if you say so. I'm pretty normal. If you're crazy, anyway. Uh, look, there there's some other cool things going on that we have to navigate through. Uh, one of them involves uh, Legos. Now, what is going on with Legos and aviation right now? Well, it's a a new kit is being released by Lego that should appeal to the aviation enthusiasts like us. Um, what is the probably the most famous airliner that you can think of, Craig? Mm, Air Force One. Okay, that's not an airliner. Oh, um, well, uh, yeah, what well, a commercial airliner. The okay. one that, you know, a very exclusive commercial airliner that, you know, everybody wanted to fly on, but nobody could afford to. Right. Oh, that one. The Concorde. Yeah, the yes. Concorde. So Concorde is now the latest Lego kit. So for those of us that are always been fascinated by, uh, by you know, the Concorde, you can actually buy a Lego kit and build your own, have a really cool little static display model in your aviation uh, uh, office space. Is that whatever, what you, you would know? do? Would you do this? I yeah actually I think my son might already have one on pre-order. Really? Wow. See, I, I never got into the whole Lego thing. And the only reason is, I mean, I think they're cool. It's a fun project, it's like doing a puzzle. But then after you make it, I mean, you just leave it. Uh, I don't understand what you do with it after that. Like, don't you tear it, it all apart? You know, it's a little art display. It just goes on your wall. It's something neat. You know, a little aviation theme thing to have uh, in your. In your bookcase, or I'd whatever. be too tempted to tear the thing apart after you know, just well, like you a can puzzle. Build it again, you can, and which is like, oh man, I'm gonna go through all that aggravation. I, you know, see, that's it's just me. I know a lot of people are into it, like you know, Dennis and his son Austin. So hey, if you are so inclined, 
I'll go for it. Get the Concord Lego kit. Available now. And we get nothing for saying that. Right? Yeah, not not a dime. Okay. But we get to spend money and go buy one, I guess. Well, evidently your son already has. So whether it'll show up in his uh you know, his office or your just plain radio studio will have remains to be seen. We'll have to wait and see. All right, uh some other things going on. You are actually got a, a plan to to fly somewhere. I it's gonna be commercial though, right? It is because uh I'm gonna be going to the left coast. Um to Sacramento, uh, basically going back to where I used to be stationed when I was in the military. I'm flying out to Sacramento so I can drive up to Reno to go to the national air races for the final ever national air races at Reno. Mm-hmm. You know, I had always thought I'd have plenty of time to go out there, and then all of a sudden this year they announced that this will be the last last time they're going to have the races in Reno because of encroachment they've got too much uh, development going on around the airport and the the city has said nope that's enough you're gonna have to move so wow. this was it i had to go so i'm gonna make a trip of it i haven't been out to sacramento in i think 30 years so i may have to go drive by the old air force base which has been long since decommissioned and go see what's still left there and go see if my old apartment complex is around and then go head up into the mountains. Okay. Well, the uh, Reno Air Races, that's the Red Bull thing, right? No. Oh, that um, isn't the Red Bull. No. This Reno is, uh, Air Race. Okay. So, uh, I mean, but isn't this the one that draws like thousands of people in for the uh, race uh, it, itself? It, it definitely does. They have multiple classes from Formula One, which is, you know, uh, small home built, to the T6s, which is the old Warbird trainers. The Unlimited is one that probably everybody really knows. That's your the Rare Bear and all of the, these modified Mustangs and modified Sea Furies that are, you know, racing at five, 600 miles an hour, 50 feet off the ground, going around pylons. So who's That's complaining? People know. No, well, apparently the, the city is saying that this is too close to housing developments that they've been allowing to build up near the Stead Airport in Reno. So hmm. whose fault is it? I don't know. But they also have the Stoll Drags there. That's kind of where that really can, became a actual event. So they're going to have the real Stoll Drags in addition to the unlimited air racing. So I'm going to take it all in, um, try to get as much as I can in on a weekend trip out there and We'll report back accordingly. Right. Now, and as far as uh, where they're going next, do we know where they're going to move? We don't. I mean, you think about it, though. Nevada's got lots and lots of wide open spaces. You know, they they could uh, wind up in uh, Las Vegas even. I mean, you've got the hotels and housing, and the desert is not far away. That could be an option. Uh, Wendover, you know, up near Utah might be another option, too. It's less definitely less built up in that area so they'll find a new location might they'll be uh dennis's air park might be a, a suggestion you throw mm, at him i don't think fort myers is going to be a real good option for him i mean there's Why? not a lot over the everglades and- right if that's the issue i mean but but i i thought the reno air races i did think again yeah, like thousands of people show up to watch this thing is it they not do. maybe the well so i mean who i can't believe they wouldn't want that in their backyard I mean, I yeah, understand it, the noise, but when you have a big event like that, it's like saying, you know, uh, Air Venture, oh, it's too big. We can't have it here anymore or something, you know? Well, let's just say public officials have never always, haven't always made the best choices. 
But, uh, you know, if you want to go take a look at the National Air Races, head out to Reno September 13th through the 17th. It'll be the last chance to see them there at Reno. And it's really kind of sad because I believe it's their 59th year that they've been running at Reno. Yeah, wow. So, And look for Captain Dennis. He's going to be there with bells on, uh, playing tourist and media guy. And maybe yeah, and giving hope- them some ideas on where they can have the next one, right? Well, and, and I'm hoping to leverage some connections I have uh, within the air races to get a spot under one of the pylons so I can actually see the planes as they're coming around. Uh, how about this? How about Captain Dennis as a pylon? Hey, now. I would watch that. All right, more coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. To know me is to fly with me. This is where I live. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along Captain Dennis navigating the latest aviation news and information. Hey, uh, FAA actually got some good news uh, on performance. I <laughs> And I, I guess we got to give them props when they, uh, I guess, kind of uh, deserve it because uh, it happens so rarely. Is that right, Dennis? What do you think? Well, they've taken a, they've taken a lot of bad press um, and a lot of uh, anger from pilots and, you know, aviation in general about you know, they're responsible for all these delays and whatnot. Um, you know, people have said that they're they're very short-staffed. And the FAA has made a goal of hiring 1,500 additional air traffic controllers in 2023, and they actually succeeded. Hmm. So according to them, they have 2,600 controllers now in the pipeline for training. And that's a good thing because depending on where they're working these controllers, it can take anywhere from 18 to 24 months to get them proficient and, you know, certified for those areas. So this will be a big relief. Um, I guess uh, the, what is it, the Office of the Inspector General said that the 77% of critical ATC facilities were staffed below the 85% threshold that the FAA has established. So that's uh, pretty telling that they're they're very shorthanded, controllers are stretched thin, and any disruptions with illnesses or whatever suddenly throws things into chaos and mm-hmm. the controllers can only do so much 
Well, that may, that may be true. I don't know. You know, and I was uh, flying back from the uh, Turks and Caicos. I did have a layover in Atlanta, and uh, I was concerned uh, on my flight back to Orlando because I got to the gate, and I saw once again where the crew showed up to get on the plane, and they stood there at the uh, at the door for like five minutes, all on their cell phones, and like the gate agents talking back and forth, like, "Hey, did you do this? Do you do that?" And they wouldn't they wouldn't let them on the airplane. And Are you I was, sure they were just updating their Facebook status. Well, they, they, I'm sure they were doing that too, but it looked like there was some kind of conversation going on. That uh, hey, are you hey, you haven't been approved for this flight yet, or we got to get wait on so and so, or are you on the right? And, you know, it's just look. There's a look of confusion on their face, and I I don't know if that's you know ATC. I don't know if that was that was Delta that I was flying on, uh, or what? Because because and I was very concerned because that's exactly what happened to me last time when I got stuck in Orlando for eight hours waiting to fly to Milwaukee. And uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what a nightmare. And same thing happened, though. I mean, uh, this one got resolved fairly quickly, but he didn't, he never came on the you know loudspeaker and told us, hey, what's going on? Why aren't they going on the plane? There's some kind of scheduling issue out there, whether the crews are overworked or they're having scheduling problems that is creating uh, delays and chaos. So who to blame? Well, I mean, if the FAA, you know, if they get, they're getting more ATC controllers in there, hopefully that'll relieve some of that pressure if that is the culprit. But I, I don't know. I wish I, I wish I did. Hey, you have any guesses? I, mean, uh, I don't have any guesses, but I mean, if you think about the complexity of the airspace, I mean, throw a weather event in there, now all of a sudden flights are delayed, then, you know, if ATC is understaffed, there's only so many flights they can push through. So then it just magnifies the problem. Well, that's and, true. And, and then that, that throws Delta's well-oiled schedule into chaos. And so I suppose that's why people are quick calling dispatch and trying to figure out, or maybe they need to get a reserve pilot to because somebody's, the inbound pilot was on another flight that's now delayed. Lots of crazy things can happen. Yeah. Well, that is true. At that time when I stuck in uh, Orlando for eight hours. Waiting well, uh, for my flight. That was fair, a weather problem, but were, this one, were you really Turks and stuck Caicos, in Orlando though, Greg. You I live was. in Orlando. You could have gone home. I tried three different times, but they kept saying <laughs> my flight was going to uh, take off in the next hour. So go ahead and wait. And they they dragged it out for eight hours. So I was stuck. You don't yes. sound bitter. I just like. I hope that never happens again. I don't want to go through that. No one wants to go through that. That's too much. Well, at least you're not uh, stuck in the terminal at Houston, and your flight, you know, was was canceled at three in the morning, and the next flight's not till ten the next day, and there's nobody around. So there's that. Okay, so once again, this would be the second time I've said it sucks to be you. That's right. One show, two times. <laughs> We're going for three. I don't know. Okay, I think we still got time. All right. Well, hey, look, uh, you know, maybe technology is going to bail us out. So Korea has stepped up. I don't know if this, you know, it's the next version of a Hyundai something or other, but they're they're uh, getting into aviation and have some new idea for uh, automated, well, uh, like auto from airplane, and it's coming out of Korea. What is this? Yeah, it's kind of a retrofit autopilot, but instead of being, you know, a hardware that goes into your panel, it's literally a robot. Uh, it kind of looks like Johnny Five from Short Circuit back in the eighties. If you mm. know, for those of us that are old enough to remember that show, okay, but it's a humanoid-like robot with arms, 
and it can actually manipulate the radios that are in the airplane. If they put an actual headset over it, it's got cameras that are, uh, for being able to view inside and outside the cockpit, but they don't have to modify the plane and make the control, you know, tie it into the controls. They literally sit in the seat, its feet are on the rudder pedals, it can handle the yoke and the throttles. This is kind of scary. I mean, it's like having C-3PO sitting next to you. How about you know, that? As your co-pilot. Yeah, right? there you go. This this could be the first uh, official step into the Star Wars world and uh, make it into reality, you think? But if you think about it, you, you got a co-pilot that's got all the jet charts loaded in his head mm-hmm. and knows how to fly the plane, all the performance numbers. He doesn't have to look anything up. It's just there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Briefing approach is going to be real interesting when this guy's got it memorized. I'm hip. Can I do uh, like uh, hologram messages from Princess Leia? Probably Luke. not Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll probably find a way to get that. <laughs> but it could make the uh, cabin attendant messages awfully interesting. Yeah, No doubt. No doubt about it. So they're calling this, uh, what is it? What is it? PiBot? Like I believe P- it's PiBot. Yeah, P-I-B-O-T. PiBot. Uh, hmm. But out of Korea, of all places. I'm surprised they're the first ones to throw this out there. Or, you know, maybe it's just like, oh, we can just do it and we'll knock it out. We have no rules. What the heck? Let's uh, put it out there for the world and see what happens. But they, they they think they have the technology to pull this off, evidently. Is that right? They, you know, the South Koreans, I mean, look at all of the, the stuff that they're making, you know, whether it's, you know, television sets, computers, refrigerators. Cars. They've got the yeah. cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kia, Hyundai, et cetera. Um, you know, those are very large multinational companies and they're investing a lot in their people. It's, this is actually coming out of the Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology. Well, so, there you go. Well, I mean, it could be a thing. And I, I wonder if we'll be able to have any control over what it looks like, though. I mean, well, every time I've lo- thought of an autopilot, <laughs> I've thought of auto, you know, the inflatable, you know, co-pilot in an airplane. Well, I'm sure they could come up with a licensing agreement with the studio to, to put a skin on them that looked like that or something. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah, you turn it into AI thing and it looks yeah, very we'll have real. To put a little inflation tube, you know, at the belt. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could have, uh, you know, it could be like a an offshoot of like the Southwest, you know, uh, flight attendants to do the funny uh, chatter on on the microphone, you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it'd be a robot, and we'd have no idea. Actually, and they could put in, like, one of those AI, uh, you know, voices in there of a celebrity. You could act like you have Arnold Schwarzenegger or something uh, as your as your captain. Or, no, you'd want, I guess, Harrison Ford, right? That would probably be better. Yeah. 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 Or, my plane. or Maverick. Tom Cruise. Hi, this is Tom Cruise. So I'll be your captain, your AI captain the need. for the evening. And- uh, we're about to hit uh, 60,000 feet, and then we're going to hit Mach 7 as we uh, take out the enemy. Would you uh, fly Keep on a plane? seatbelts fastened. <laughs> well, you know, it's crazy technology, and hopefully we can have a little fun with it as it evolves. And ideally, makes our lives a little bit uh, easier and more fun until, of course, they take over and we serve our machine overlords. More coming up. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Six bucks in my right nut says we're not landing in Chicago. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so uh, there is another thing that kind of happened uh, online or through the industry this week. A, uh, a guy gets on YouTube quite a bit. I've watched him, I, and I, I thought he seemed like he knew what he was talking about. And his whole shtick would be, you know, there would be an incident, be an accident, and he'd basically break it down, say, this is what happened, this is what they did wrong, and it shouldn't have never happened in the first place. He was always very definitive in his description of these uh, things, and, and I guess he's ruffled feathers over the years. It, this isn't the first time he's kind of brushed up against the law, but this time I guess he lost big time. Is that right, Dennis, in a uh, way? You could say that. Uh, he is looking at a uh, over $1 million judgment uh, out of a jury in Texas for Uh-oh. defamation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know the truth to it, but I, I will say the only thing I always thought about when I'd watch the watch his videos i mean they were fairly informative and and tell me what you think dennis i i thought he knew what he was talking about but i always kind of like how does he know this and and i I think part of the problem is jumping to conclusions and placing blame for an accident before the uh, the smoke is you know even settled yet right i think that's what really caught him you know on the wrong side of this uh, somebody t- took offense to and he accusations was a, that were made and yeah. he stood his ground he, he was way ahead of the curve of like ntsb you know literally within a few days of an accident he'd be breaking it down saying this is what happened and it wouldn't ever happened if they did this this and this and i'm like wow he uh, he's either a genius or uh very opinionated and I guess maybe he went a little too far. I don't know. We'll see where it uh, breaks down. But, you know, I, you got to watch all this stuff with a grain of salt. You got to listen to Just Plain Radio with a grain of salt or a whole bag of popcorn and salt, for that matter. Because uh, we I just throw it the out ladder. there. Yeah, we throw a lot of stuff up against the wall. But uh, I don't know if we, we're not that opinionated in that sense, I don't think. We don't go that far. He, that's where I think he got in trouble. He, he's just very... Uh, Sure of himself, which is, I mean, that's kind of a pilot trait. It's hard to hold that back sometimes, but you got to be careful when you're uh, pointing fingers at who's to blame in those type of things sometimes. And, uh, you know, he might have went too far. We'll see. It'll be something yeah, I mean, to watch. You and I, we do some good-natured ribbing, but it's, you know, it's amongst ourselves and we know it's in fun. But when you start, you know, making comments about other people after an incident, yeah, I guess they can take offense to that, and sometimes it's going to cost you. Well, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But I guess in this case, I won't have to say it sucks to be uh, you. In this case, it probably sucks to be him, at least uh, for the time being. We'll see where that goes. Right. For the record, that's yeah. now the third time. Yeah, but that was two you, one him. So I was okay. giving you, I was giving you a break there, Dennis. But uh, but look, you got some other things going on. You got a student. He, what he has a new plane and you've been flying and he's 
like uh, just doing gangbuster, uh, you know, moving ahead full steam uh, or what? Well, how's he going? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going to use him as, a, as an example for you and the, the flight plan that you need to follow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit before AirVenture, how our crazy travels. Uh, I wound up uh, flying out to Oklahoma City the weekend before AirVenture right. to go pick up an airplane with this student. He bought his own plane. He got tired of borrowing one and uh, decided he found a, a Piper Cherokee 180, and we flew it all the way back from uh, Oklahoma City to uh, the Fort Myers area, and he has been flying the wings off of it, which is what you're supposed to do. Within about a week of uh, getting back from Oshkosh, he was soloed. He's already made his first uh, solo cross-country. We've started working on his night training. We're just about ready to finish up and send him on his long cross-country and then it's just a matter of prepping for the check ride. So, I mean, I, I could be sending a student out for a, a check ride by by September. So, what are you doing? Just trying to rub my nose in it right now by uh, showcasing much, this Greg. star pupil of yours. I, I'm rolling up a sectional and whacking you over the head with it uh-huh. figuratively because we need to get you back. You're done playing now, right? Uh, you've been out in the boat and done your stuff. Now it's time to come back to the airplane world and let's focus on what your goal was this year. You got your medical back. Let's let's get this uh, written test out of the way and let's get you back in the cockpit and start flying. Three weeks. I'm going to get the written done within the next three weeks. How about I'm that? I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, it's, a, it's a rough estimate. <laughs> <laughs> hey. but, but that's my goal. I actually, if I get it by Halloween. I think I'm still going to be call it a win. Well, D- Dennis knows I'm a little bit under the weather. I came back with a little funk, and then I came back in the Just Plane Radio studio. Had been hit by a a lightning strike, and that uh, has created havoc this week. But I was planning to get back into it this week. So hopefully the dust will have settled, and I'll get through everything and and. Uh, start hunkering down on the written test next week and, and practicing on my sporties online quizzes and all that kind of stuff and I get that done. But that is my goal is to get the written test with done within the next three weeks and then uh, we can hop in a plane and start doing what we got to do. Now, where did he find his plane? Just by looking around or did you help him? Nope. Uh, he was on his own on that and he started coming back to me. He's like, well, what do you think of this one? And he, I said, you know what? That's actually looks to be a, a really good fit for you. Yeah. He, he wanted an airplane that he could fly now to train in and also be a decent airplane to take him and his wife and his daughter down to like Marathon or Key West or the Bahamas. And it's got the perfect range for it. Plenty of payload reasonably fast i mean we were doing 115 120 knots which for a piper cherokee with fixed gear is not half bad yeah and, and so he lives down there by you in south florida or yep. where uh, he lives about a half hour away from me so okay. i've i base i'll either drive or fly over to his airport meet him and go fly in the in the cherokee so. yeah well and how far away well i mean well the when he found the plane well was it a uh, was it one of those like rare deals they like oh my gosh this, i gotta get it or was it uh he just did a ton of searching and found something just fit right yep he'd been looking at a bunch of different planes both locally and you know on the internet and happened to come across this one i don't exactly know whether it was like trade a plane or controller or something that he found it but i i think it was very fairly priced for what he got and we went and picked the airplane up. It was ten, less than 10 hours for us to fly from uh, Wiley Post Airport in Oklahoma City all the way back to Fort Myers area. 
Mm. going two stops. This is going to need to do a lot of maintenance on it, or was it pretty much of a cream puff kind of deal? It's it's in decent in the middle? shape. Okay. Yeah, it's in the middle. Yeah. I mean, they, they have done definitely a lot of fix-ups and stuff to it, but he's got plans to upgrade the panel and things like that, like everybody does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's flyable the way it is right now. It's going to serve him well to do what he needs to do, and it's a blank slate for him going forward. So there you go. You need to start looking for something like that, too, Greg. No, nah, I need something bigger, though. I need some. And you remember, we got to take four a bunch of dive gear. And a th- four passengers, thousand pound payload. Mm, that's not bad. So you're generally only going to fly with usually one other person, maybe two at the most, and you got plenty of room for baggage. Well, we need dive gear. Yeah, I mean that—that that is what Captain Clay said. I needed to train in was Piper Cherokee. Yep, he said that well, he would be the off good with trainer. A Cherokee two thirty five, which right. is basically that same airframe, just a little bigger engine. Right, and but now I, he's in the Cherokee Saratoga, which is a little bit. It's just a stretched version of that Cherokee two thirty five. Right, but you know, you go to Air Venture and you see the Kodiaks, you see the Grand Caravans. You know where my head is. Oh, absolutely. Up my <laughs> but I keister know where your wallet is too. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard not to think big. So I'm like, go big, go home. And then I go home. But I'm going to get there. Uh, baby steps or, you know, the flight plan has been laid or filed, I should say, to see if yeah, we can hold to open it. open it and activate it. Right? Yeah, there you go. That's what we're going to do. So uh, keep listening. Follow along. And uh, you're going to abuse me as you see fit. On that note, we're going to wrap it up till next time. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. It's just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.